Good evening. It's 7.50 on a Saturday night. So, I put out a, a ins well, I tried to go live on Instagram and I guess I made the video a little too long because you're supposed to do it under in under three minutes. Now, explain to me, if you want to go out there and make yourself known to the world, how do you do a video in under three minutes? How do you do that? You have to talk really fast. So I went a little over. See, I think these limits that they put on all these social platforms are ridiculous. I think you should do however long you want to do because you can't really tell, talk about yourself and present your ideas to the public if it's less than three minutes. I'm sorry. Now, you're probably going to say, oh, well, you know, you have to talk really, really fast. But I've seen people do videos that are longer than that. So tell me, how is that possible? to do a video and to go live in less than three minutes when you have so much to talk about. Now, I thought I did a good job. I looked at the video that I did and I put myself out there with the glitter and this and that. And there were like three people that viewed it, but I wasn't able to upload it and share it on Instagram. So what's the point? What is the point? I think most of these time limits that they put on you on all these videos is just terrible. I don't like it. How are we expected to do that? How are we expected to present ourselves to the public if we can't even speak for more than three minutes? I think somebody had brought that up on LinkedIn a couple of months ago where there should be a time limit on podcasts. I'm like, no. With a podcast, it's different. You can express yourself however many you know minutes you want to because you really can't talk about yourself in less than a certain amount of time. You just can't do it. So I went out there thinking I can actually appease to the people out there because I want to come out alive. In the video, I want to express myself. I want people to know who I am because, again, you're not going to know who I am if I'm hiding behind a podcast, which I'm not really hiding. I'm, you're just hearing my voice. But I want to put the voice with the profile because I think it's important for people to know who I am, what I look like, and how I overcame all of these obstacles. And it's still a struggle. I'm still right now, like, not happy with certain things in my life. I want things to be different, you know. I want to go into a different industry altogether. Doing a 9 to 5 job or an 8 to 5.30 is not my idea of fulfilling your life. Now, everybody's life is different. You can make videos, you can, you can write about yourself, but I want to go on a physical, a physical platform and show the world who I am and not be afraid. Give people hope and inspiration. But the amount of time that they offer is a little bit ridiculous, I think. So I want to know, why does it take that long, or not even, less than three minutes to describe yourself? That's impossible to do. I've seen people go on video, a live video and it's a little bit longer than three minutes. So they got to stop with these restrictions here. I mean, I can do videos, personal videos on my phone, and if I go over a certain amount of time, it's not going to say, well, we can't up, well, although I tried to do a video and try to upload it to LinkedIn and it didn't work. So I'm trying, I'm not very tech savvy when it comes to that type of techware, if you want to call it that. Um, and I know people who have been in the business a lot longer and know how to do that. You work your way around it. But anyway, so the thing I want to mention to the world 
Because yes, I am ready to show the, the, well, the international world, the global world, because that's where all the missions are going to be done, me. Am I camera shy? You bet. But when it comes for a good cause, I think of it as you're making a speech and you're addressing it to the people that need to hear it. It's kind of like a, um, kind of like a public service announcement, in a sense, when you're dealing with a type of illness, especially specifically cancer. But it could be any type of illness. I've actually wanted to be the person that did all that health and wellness. Uh, talk about topics related to health, and then you see it. Some of those health topics can be presented in real life documentaries and movies because it is real life. Everybody gets sick. It's a part of life, just like death is a part of life, but nobody wants to talk about it. So the thing I want to bring up is this. I think it's important for people to have certain knowledge about certain types of illnesses. It's good to have that. Be aware of the signs, symptoms, what you need to do. If you find something in your body and it wasn't there before, I have always said, go get yourself checked better to be safe than sorry and don't be like me and put it off because the more you put it off the more chance that it will become something malignant i never thought in the right in my right mind i would ever have a nine centimeter tumor growing in my breast it never really occurred to me and when the doctor told me that i had cancer well i didn't show any emotion go figure and i figured to myself well I'm going to have to get through it, put on the brave face and forge ahead. I didn't think the journey would be that difficult, though. See, we have that mentality, oh, it's cancer. We're going to go through the chemo and the, and the radiation and whatever else happens. I had my surgery. I didn't like any of the side effects that the drugs gave me. That was the one thing I couldn't take. Any type of medication that a doctor prescribes to me, I always have a very bad reaction to it. It's not that I'm allergic to it. It's just that... Medication and me just don't mix. And if they give you bad medication for a reason, well, the bad medication is supposed to help, but it just leaves an aftertaste. They say take it with food. <laughs> That's a little hard to do when you're trying to consume food and you have to take that awful medicine. So now I gotta go back to the doctor on Monday just to make sure that the virus came out of my body. But he has to change the medication because now the medication that he originally given me is making me sick. I can't process food. When I try to, I get this really bad stomach ache. Like I said, when I was younger, I was prone to stomach aches. Sensitive stomach. That's why my older sister used to say to me and my mother, both of you eat like birds. You know, when we would have big feast or when she would invite us over for dinner, I'm like, I can only put enough food in my body. I have a small stomach or actually I have no stomach, you know? Um, and whatever I put into it, I gotta be careful. Then trying to figure out what those foods are because yeah, you could have food allergies and not be aware of it. It's just the thing is you have to stay away from those foods. And if those foods that you love, it's hard to stay away. But I've been doing good lately. I've been trying to, I've been keeping my weight down and my clothes actually do fit. When people see me like, oh my God, what did you do? I just, I didn't stop eating. I just don't eat junk food. Although today I did have some crackers and munched on a pretzel or two but I don't eat that every single day and then for like for dessert I do have um instead of ice cream I have fruit pop fruit pops are good actual whole fruit mango is my favorite flavor so when it comes to anything fruit like a fruit pop 
mango is the way to go mango mango and even papaya is good too although i don't know if they have that here yeah but mango is good mango a mango fruit bar oh my god it's so luscious mm -mm. very refreshing you know but again anything to be out there in the spotlight that you could do and i've always said do not be afraid to show the people or anybody who you are you know when you want to make a point across you could talk with someone over the phone you can go see them in person or whatever but when you do an actual video and it's as if you're talking to a group of people out there they can't see you but you know that they're out there your audience is out there just like when I do these podcasts if someone is listening to me at this moment they know and yes they can make a comment and yes they could say what they're going to say but I'll be honest with you I'd rather for people to see who I am versus to hear my voice because yes you can try to figure out oh, you know this is someone I can really listen to I can learn a lot from she has gone through life like you wouldn't believe I've had curveballs thrown at me obstacles challenges I've had all of that but I know one thing do not be afraid and don't be ashamed to show the world who you are. Be proud of where you come from. There is no shame. You know, not everybody, quote, is born into wealth. I mean, okay, I don't want to bash the rich. I don't. But, but, in order for you to get your just rewards anytime in life, because everybody's always competing each other on social media. Let's see how much I have. Oh, look at the fancy homes. Look at the cars. Look at all the trips I went on. Oh, look at all the jewelry and all the cash. Who cares? Who cares? Why are you doing that to others who don't have that, who want to have that? But for normal people, we have to go out there and physically work. See, for me, I don't like the nine to five job, but I have to do it. Why? because that's the only way I could pay the bills. Now, I'm trying to think of another way to get out into the workforce without having to go to a physical office because my last experience, I don't want to make a repeat performance. I got sick. And I don't know a lot of people are hesitant to go back to work. I mentioned it, they'd rather do it remote, but doing it remote is boring too because sometimes it's really hard to concentrate when you're at home unless you have an office that's very quiet and you don't have constant interruptions. The phone ringing and the doorbell and the people and this and that. So after a while, you're like, I need a, a quiet place to reflect, to reflect. See, now I do these podcasts at night because in the daytime, it's impossible. During the weekday, constant interruption with scam calls. And these are the same calls that I blocked and they still come through. What is going on with that? Can't there be a bill passed? You have all this technology. You think, okay, everyone has a smartphone. But what's so smart about it, if we can't protect ourselves from all these calls, these robotic robo-callers, as they call it, wasn't there a bill that was passed to, to stop these people from doing these, 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 you know, get these robo-calls? They call you at all hours of the day and night. You think you're waiting, and I only pick up people that are on my contact list. If you're not on my contact list, I'm not gonna pick you up. If you leave a legitimate voicemail, I'll get back to you. But if it's one of those, hi, your car insurance is expired, but it's like a computer voice. What's up with that? I have my beef. The reason why I said is I think that having too much technology in this world is not always good. Because there's always some kind of an issue going on. You know, 
people's lives are not private anymore. Everybody's in the spotlight. Even the people who are not, quote, in entertainment. Everybody's in the spotlight. Wherever you go, you're being tracked and followed and monitored. I don't like that. That's an invasion of privacy. People have the right to privacy. But in this day and age with all the cell phones and the laptops and all these high-tech equipment, every, every year there's always something new coming out. And I'm sure 10, 20, 30 years when we're not around, there's going to be a lot more going on. People's lives are being put at risk from all this technology. In a way, it's good. In a way, it's not good. Can I live without a cell phone? No. Because the only things that I do on my cell phone are the things that you would normally do if you had a laptop in front of you. But I'm not going to carry my laptop with me all the time. No, I pay my bills online, and I, and I, and I do, you know, the, the getting in touch with your, with your family and your friends, you know, whatever, whoever's in your life, texting, and, and, and then I do my podcasts on here, and I also, um, I network with people, and then I do, uh, you know, my videos, and, 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 um, take pictures. I do all different types of things on this phone. Because I can't carry around a laptop with me. That's a little ridiculous. Although back in the day, the Blackberry was kind of like your personal PDA. You don't even have that anymore. Unless, of course, you work for a company to give you a company Blackberry. And you have to keep it separate from your own, your own phone. And I believe it's raining outside. Yep. Tropical Storm uh, Henry is supposed to come here. But I think it's going to do more damage up further up in the New England states. They have a hurricane watch over there. When was the last time we had a hurricane? It was years ago with, uh, with Sandy and Irene, but I was like, ridiculous. I'm ready to make my move into the public eye. Why, you say? Because I think it's about time. Now my friend on LinkedIn says, well, you're really not ready yet. Oh, I am ready. I can't do as many, I mean, I can do, I will still continue to do podcasts, but nobody's really listening to it. So what's the point? Back when I had my old phone and I started, you know, having listeners and people commenting and I get the voice messages and I get all this stuff and then people will pass it on to other people. That's what I'm hoping people will do, but I can't do that anymore. Why? Because I don't have an audience. The audience I'm trying to grab is on the international sector. 100% of the United States listens to these podcasts. That's not the audience I'm trying to draw. No offense, United States, but I have a mission to complete, and it's in the global part of the world. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that I don't care. I mean, I don't want anybody coming at me, oh, you're not for the United States. I am. It's just that you have to understand something. There's a lot more going on in other countries that we're not aware of. And if we are aware of them, we're not really doing that much. I think I can do my part. My part is to educate people, young women, and and anybody who's been through cancer. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do anything bad. But I like people to understand where I'm coming from. And I think it's important for everybody to realize that. I'm not doing anything wrong. But you have to understand something. In this day and age, in this day and age, there are people that will. If you can make a difference in someone's life, that's a great thing. That's a great thing, to make a difference in someone's life. That's hard to do, you know. That is really hard to do. If you have an audience that you're going to appeal to, say, look, this is what I did to survive. This is how I handled it. Again, I don't have friends. 
And I don't know why someone took offense to me saying I'm my own best friend. Why are you taking offense to that? It's the truth. If I had friends, again, would I be talking to people on here? No, I would be out in the fresh air, once in a blue moon. I had friends in the past, and they betrayed and backstabbed and manipulated me. So you expect me to have friends again after all of that? No, because I don't trust anybody. My mother knew how upset I was when I didn't have one friend. Because she said, how come you don't go out anywhere? I'm like, because I don't have anybody to go out with. What am I supposed to do, drive around till I find someone? I am not one to go up to a perfect stranger and make constant conversation. I can't. It's not me. If I was ever invited to like a party or something, it would take me a little long time to warm up, but I'd eventually go around and start mingling. But even then, even then, I'm still scared. Because, you know, I don't want to say this the wrong thing or put my foot in my mouth. I've never had the experience of someone inviting me to a party or to a, to a nice, like, you know, a black tie event. I don't think I would fit in. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I don't care. But I have that mentality. The love that I have for people in this day and age is to help them out in any situation. When you think of the millions of people out there that have nobody or that are struggling to make ends meet, they can't enjoy a little simple thing like getting together with someone because they have priorities. Putting food on the table, giving their kids a good education and a better life than what they had. But sometimes that is a struggle. If you can't understand that, we have a problem. I understand it fully because of how I grew up. That's why I said, when I was a little girl, I was ashamed to ask my father for anything. Because I knew how hard he struggled. You know, working at two jobs was not easy, but he did it. He never complained, though. But he did it, and he got his rewards. And he was able to save up enough money to get us the good things in life. But I still was ashamed. I said to myself, I'm not going to be one of those kids that's going to beg and plead with my mother and father to buy me something that I really don't need. Because if you think about it in today's generation, kids will want things that their friends have. Oh, I want this because my friend has it. Well, in order for you to get that, you have to do chores around the house. I'll give you an allowance. A dollar here, two dollars, depending on what it is I need you to do. But again, in my own lifetime, when I had my own family, I will spoil them to a point. (laughs) To a point. But you still have to teach the value of a dollar to your child because it's important. You don't want them growing up to be greedy. There are kids that think that because I have the rich lifestyle that I can get anything I want with the snap of my finger. Well, in a sense, you could. You could. But when you have that mentality, that's like saying you're a snob. Because, you know, hey, my mother and father will buy me a car. Hey, my mother and father will give me all the money. Hey, 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 hey. It's like, well, wait a minute now. When did you decide that your mother and father are going to do these things? Let your mother and father do these things and don't make that assumption. Kids, I think, today are spoiled anyway. They're not even respectful to their own parents, so why even bother? I mean, my sister did spoil her kids, and she blamed herself. She thought she was a terrible mother. I said, you're not a terrible mother. Why do you say that? Oh, because I spoiled my kids. And you think you're the only one in this whole world that hasn't spoiled their kids. Come on. It's not a bad thing. You just don't know how to say no. Most of the times you gave in. 
And if you didn't give in, yeah, the kids will throw a temper tantrum or they'll say, I hate you, or, or they'll compare you to their, to their friend's parents. So what? <laughs> Let them scream and cry and throw the temper tantrum. Walk out of the room and don't even, you know, don't even acknowledge it. Personally, for me, I've always believed that when you want something in your life, you go out and you get it. Even if your father, like my father left me money to get a car. Believe it or not, before he passed, I did not know that. I did not know that. Before he passed away, I was told I had $10,000 that he had left for me to buy my first car. And I did. I bought my first car with that money. And I thank him for that. But I didn't know. Because I thought to myself, that money's probably needed for the bills and for this and this and the house. And yes, he left my mother with a lot of money too. She kept it hidden for emergencies and, you know, helped me out when I needed it. But I didn't think my father would ever do that. That was very generous of him. And then with my mother too, when I had bought the second car, she actually gave me part of the money and I had the down payment from a job that I didn't realize I had a pension, a profit sharing plan. And I was able to save money and then make a, a down payment of, I forget, like 10000 for the car. But then I, I had to finance it for like four years. But I was able to make the payments. And then with this car, my aunt had left me some money. Wasn't my aunt? Yeah, it was my aunt, I believe. Or no, was it? No, wait a minute. I'm trying to think who left me money to buy this car. No, I think my mother helped me with this car. Yeah, my mother helped me, but I think, yeah, my aunt had left something, a little something. But still, I didn't expect it. You know, because again, when when someone does that something for you, you gotta do something in return. Now, the good things that I wanna do for people, I can tell you right now, I don't want compensation. You can give me a medal, you can give me a trophy, you can even give me a beautiful feast. I don't want any money. If you give me money, that money will go to where it's needed. I don't want to be greedy. You know, you can have a certain amount of money in your lifetime, okay? And be comfortable, right? And you have it for your family and for your future, you know, for whatever, for, for you and your husband, right? If you have a little bit left over, it's good to give that away. It makes you feel good. Because you see people struggling in this day and age. They can't put food on the table. They can't provide for an education. They're living in the worst possible, worst possible conditions. I can't walk away from that. I would not be able to enjoy the finer things in life if I'm looking at people in the conditions that they're at. I can't. I can't. That would make me a bad person if I walked away and said, oh, this is not my problem. It's our problem. How are we going to expect it to become good citizens and good human beings if we just sweep everything under the rug? I'm sorry, I cannot go back on the people that I want to help. You know, when you help others, it makes you feel really, really, really good. I'm talking about extremely good, you know. And that's the thing that I want to bring out for people. Because it is important. And in this day and age, it's very, very important. Um, I, for one, 
I'm lucky enough to have a man in my life that I love very much. We love each other. And I said, we can do these things together. I don't have to do them by myself. We can do them together. We can have the measure of our lives filled financially secure and our children, we can provide for them and give them the best of everything. But we still have to help the people. We cannot, you can't leave the people behind. How would you feel, and let me give you a scenario, how would you feel if you were, if you and your family were out, let's say, you and your family were out in the park, the beach, wherever, and all of a sudden you see this poor couple. They're wearing rags, they have very little in the way of, for their children, something to wear. They're poor. You can tell that they're poor because they don't have much. I would give them as much as I could here. Here's some, some food for you and your family. Here's some clothes, a place to, 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 to be. Because, you know, it's just not right to, to enjoy all of that. To enjoy all of that and then see a family struggling. I'm sorry. That tears me apart. I can't imagine doing that. My life already is, you know, I guess I, I do have less. And I'm trying to get rid of stuff. Well, not really get rid of it. Some of it I want to sell. Some of it I want to take it with me um, and give it to people that would enjoy it. Gives me a sense of pleasure and relief at that same point. But again, I, I don't want to, I don't want people to say, oh, well, you're, you, you just don't understand what it's like. I do understand. You don't have to keep telling me that. I do have a heart. I have a heart filled with love. I have a heart filled with compassion. I have a heart filled with just about everything. And I'm willing to give whatever I can to help others. Do you know what the worst part is? Watching somebody struggle. Watching someone try to give their children a better life than what they had. Seeing, and, and this is what bothers me, seeing children cry because they can't get the things that other children have. It makes me cry. I can be like the angel of giving. Come into town and bring all these gifts and just distribute them. Because again, it makes me feel good. I want to put a smile on someone's face. I told you, I saw the YouTube video of this man who brought this beautiful little girl a doll. He gave it to her and she was so happy. And then in return, she gave him a big hug and she had this big smile. That warms my heart. Why can't people be like that in this day and age? No, here in this part of the world, again, material things. Everything's a, everybody's attached to material things. Why is that so important? The only thing people, people are important. People. The feelings of people. The tears in people. The frustration in people, the struggle of people, not, oh, let's have material things and let's go onto social media and compare who has what. That's sickening. I'm sorry. Who cares? Who really cares? I don't. I don't care about material things. Maybe back in the day I did, but then I thought to myself, you know what? Material things can be replaced. People cannot. My father, again, was a perfect example of how he saved his money. He didn't go out and buy things after he's gotten his paycheck to buy things that people would normally buy in this day and age. Oh, I have to have this, I have to have that. Now, there's a need for it, there's one thing. There's a difference between having it and needing it. Having it means you just have to have it because everybody else has it. You're trying to compete with everybody. Needing it is, I need it because it's whatever I have that I had before is broken, so I'm replacing it. That's one thing. But nowadays, people are into more of needing, not having, needing. 
Meaning I need to have this because if I don't have it, my life will be over. I'm sorry I ha- I'm sorry I'm getting dramatic, but think about it. Do you ever see people, oh, I, I have to have this, I have to have that. In time, you will have it. And if somebody is lucky enough to get get it for you as a gift, that's wonderful too. Because I think the gift, the gift of giving is nicer than having to go out and get it yourself. Now, I am generous enough to do that, to get people the things I want to get for them. Because in me, that's me. That's me. You know, even again, if I have less, I'll find a way to get around to get it so that whoever has it will have it. But again, patience. You have to be patient. And sometimes it's hard to be patient. It's like children. You know, the holidays come around. Oh, I want this, the latest toy, the latest gadget, the, whatever's the trend. And they're upset if their parents don't get it for them. They get upset. So you'll have it next year. Oh, but by, by then it won't be, quote, the trendiest item. Who cares? Who cares? Now, I will admit to you, when I had this last job and before I left, I did get an iPhone. Why? Well, number one, everybody was hyping about the iPhone. The iPhone's easier to, to, to you know, to maneuver and to use than an Android. Well, to me, they're both the same. I had an Android. I had Galaxy phones for many years. I switched on and off. I said, ah, I'm going to get myself an iPhone. Join the iPhone crowd. And to be honest with you, I do like the iPhone better than the ga- Galaxy that I had. And the reason why I got the iPhone instead of another Android, well, the Android phone that I had, I dropped it. And because I dropped it, everything started going haywire. But I was due for an upgrade anyway. So I paid for an iPhone, full price. I paid for it full price. I got an iPhone 12 Pro, okay? With the gigabyte. I got 254 gigabytes because the 128 was just not much. And then the phone I had before, 64 gigabytes, was not enough to do the things that I do on a phone. Everybody needs to have... I was going to get the Pro Max, but the screen was just too big. And I didn't really need all of those gigabytes. That's a little too... Unless you go to mobile hotspots, then... You do that, but no. I'm happy with the phone that I have now. But the only problem now is the podcast that I had from the old phone did not incorporate into this phone. That's why I'm doing all these other podcasts newer and spreading a different message. But you will find the ones that I did do on another platform. Apple Pod, I think it was, and iTunes, and and, uh, uh, Spotify. You can still find them. But I still have the, quote, anchor I just was surprised that they didn't all come over. Well, whatever. Again, I'm not tech savvy. But I'm learning. Everything I learn is new, and it's exciting. And, you know, eventually you'll get good at it. So, again, anything you can do for yourself in this day and age to get yourself out in, in, in the open, just do it. Who cares what people think? Really, who cares? And don't be ashamed. People do have a sense of compassion. They'll want to help you, they will. They want to reach out to you, they will. See, nowadays, depending on which platform you're doing it on, Instagram is for lifestyle. That's what I heard a lot of people say. Uh, I don't want to go on Facebook because I think Facebooks are a bunch of phonies anyway. Everybody tells you about their life and like every single day, they tell you exactly where they are, where they're going, who cares, who cares, who cares. Twitter I don't like because Twitter everybody's so opinionated on everything. LinkedIn I like, but LinkedIn is more, yes, you can establish real friendships and relationships and have networking on there, a huge following, but sometimes it's hard. It's hard to make that 
I cannot put that video on there because it has to be a certain length. And I don't know if people will physically sit there and watch it. They might be surprised to know, you know, the face, the, the face, the voice behind the face. They'll be surprised. I can try to put that Instagram live video onto LinkedIn, but I don't know if it's going to work. I can try and see if I get a reaction. I have to do it at a certain time because they say if you do it around this time, it won't get noticed. But for people who live like five hours ahead, 10 hours, 12 hours, they would notice it first because they're up ahead. So when we're sleeping, they're up. Isn't that bizarre? That's really bizarre. It's interesting though, but bizarre. You know, everybody, all the countries are different. And even in the United States, every part of the United States has different time zones. So I can't figure that one out. But anyway, um, so anything I get to do for you to get into that spotlight, just don't be ashamed. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of where you come from. You know, it makes a difference. And I'm ready to do it. I just don't know if anybody will, you know, hear me. But I think I'm going to try to upload the Instagram uh, live video onto another platform. I don't know. I'm going to try to do it. They might say it's too much, but who knows? There should be no limit. So anyway, um, let me say the prayer for all of you out there because everybody needs prayer in their life. You know, you pray for good things and, 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 and people getting well and all kinds of things in between. So let's say our prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God bless all of you. Have a great weekend and a great week ahead. Take care.